Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with The Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Um, I am really excited to have Chad Hartzell on the show today. So Chad is over at Beacon Health System. What really excites me about Chad and his background, and I'm not going to steal his thunder here, but he's the Executive Director of Talent Organizational Development at Beacon Health System. He focuses on a lot over there. He focuses on uh, you know organizational development, effectiveness, Beacon Academy. I'll talk a little bit about that. Talent acquisition, basically all the people functions and growing the organization over at Beacon Health System. So his, his uh, background is very fascinating. But again, I'm not going to steal Senator Chad. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Can you hear me okay? You mainly focus on, you know, organizational developments um, people and organizational development at, at Beacon Health System. And so it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Chad, I guess what I'd love to understand a little bit is take us back and teleport us back to where it all started for you. Maybe the series of events that you've gone through across your career and through your life that have led you to be the person you are. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your origin story. Wow, thank you. Yeah, it's... Uh... You know, it's a little bit of an interesting uh, background, and uh, I, I kind of, uh, I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up in, in South Bend, Indiana, under the shadow of the Golden Dome at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, was the uh, the black sheep of the family and kind of uh, ended up uh, heading down to Purdue University and studied psychology and then ultimately um, chose to go into industrial and organizational psychology in, in graduate school. And... Um, you know, uh, you know, through throughout my career, uh, I've kind of always wanted to to be in a, a human centric talent management type of a role. Uh, but when you're just starting out and, and young in your career, you kind of need to take advantage of the opportunities uh, that that you have and 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 move forward um, through the opportunities that that are uh, in front of you. And so I kind of started. What's interesting is I, I started fairly small. I started with a local credit union and uh, ultimately, after a few years, uh, transitioned into the hospitality industry uh, in, a, in a company that uh, owned about 250 restaurants throughout the United States. Uh, and then uh, that at that point in time is where I really started to get a stronger understanding of the type of organization I I wanted to get into um, to really facilitate my own growth and development. Um, uh, as a practitioner uh, in you know the human capital space, ultimately, uh, what's what's really really funny is, uh, and I'm hoping it's okay that I can use some some brand names here, but yeah, uh, I was yeah. I, I was with this company, uh, Quality Dining was the organization, and uh, uh, you know about 45 minutes away to the north up in uh, Benton Harbor, Michigan, is this company called Whirlpool. And, uh, you know, being, being a, a Midwest guy and, and born and bred, I, I, uh, but still having the desire to, to learn and grow and develop in a bigger environment, um, I, 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 I got uh, an opportunity to interview with Whirlpool, and uh, it was an absolute train wreck. <laughs> so, uh, and it was really, really the first time that I ever, you know, interviewed for a job. And I think the first question they asked me was, uh, can you tell us about a time where you clearly developed and linked the HR initiative to organizational strategy? And, and I was, I was like, okay, oh, this is not going to be good. So 
Um, and really, what it, what, it, what the learning for me was is I, w- I was the reflection of the environments that that I had, you know, essentially as a professional, spent a few years in. And at that point in time, I probably had about uh, six, seven years uh, in my career under my belt. But ultimately, it was a great learning experience, and, and it gave me the, the the mindset and the awareness of the type of organization I wanted to aspire to and get into. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Target uh, entered the picture, so the the big red bullseye. Uh, I had a phenomenal opportunity to join Target. Um, uh, I, I had to move away. I had to leave the area. Uh, my wife and and uh, and I had just had a small small uh, uh, young boy, and uh, so it kind of broke my my family's heart. But I, I needed to move, um, mm-hmm. and uh, made a couple of moves to Target, and ended up out in New York, and uh, um, was working in their supply chain organization. Ultimately. Um, uh, you know, they, they move you around uh, a bit and, uh, I was in HR, but within supply chain, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, um, I, I ended up, uh, getting recontacted by, um, uh, a recruiter, headhunter, search firm, whatever you want to call it, um, regarding an opportunity at Whirlpool. And, uh, and I, I remember telling that recruiter, I said, you know, I, I'm not certain they'd, they'd be interested because, Here's who I am, and, and remind them that that uh, I interviewed with them a couple of years ago, and uh, uh, I even rattled off the names of the people I interviewed with, and and lo and behold, she uh, she encouraged me. She said, "Well, you know, I think they might be interested in you. Um, so, uh, are you interested in a phone conversation?" And what's interesting is uh, the first question that was asked me in the phone conversation was the first question that was asked me several years previous, which was. Can you be- tell me about a time that you clearly linked the HR initiative to organizational strategy? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I gave that uh, recruiter like, well, yeah, I can give you three different examples. Which one do you want? You know, <laughs> and so it was a completely different dynamic. And and long story short, things uh, ended up well. Uh, I got to head back into Whirlpool, and the the, the ironic thing, and really, um, Anthony, where my where my passion and that development in the OD space came from is the reality and, and a little bit of pride that ultimately at, at Whirlpool, I advanced up to a level where I was director of talent development for North America of an organization that once turned me down for an entry-level HR job. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the, the irony of that situation um, really up, up, upholds you know my passion for growth and development and really um, what an organization with the right uh, mindset and also with the right development acumen can do and change the trajectory and the career path of, of their people. And so ultimately, I, I, I had a phenomenal time at Whirlpool. I got to work in, in global positions across different business units uh, and then uh, and then had a core talent management role uh, when I ultimately decided to, to leave Whirlpool. Uh, and then uh, um, I went into a small entrepreneurial uh, kind of bootstrapping organization for a couple of years working in the packaging industry. Uh, and uh, but ultimately, about five five years ago, two thousand and fourteen, uh, I, I kind of got led into into Beacon uh, through uh, just a contact and, and a former colleague of mine, and uh, um, and wanted to work really in an organization uh, in an industry that that aligned a little bit more where I was at that time in my life, and that was I, I wanted to work for something that had a higher purpose, mm-hmm. but still allowed me to practice my passion on a daily basis, and so. That's kind of the, the the origins in my story and, and how I got to where I am. But uh, 
Uh, I, I don't regret any of the experiences I had previously. Sometimes people say, well, do you wish you would have found healthcare, you know, at uh, uh, an earlier point in your career? And, and I've always said, no, I think that I found healthcare at the right time in, in my right career. Time. Because yeah. it's, it's the experiences that I gained and, and that perspective of, uh, you know, uh, having that failure at Whirlpool, then ultimately getting hired on with them and advancing up to their HR organization. That was just a great experience. I love it. I love it. No, it, it sounds like definitely a blessing that everything, the series of events, it, it's just like most, right? You know, you're, when you're going through and you don't know that that's the pattern you're creating and that's going to be the platform and foundation where you see your future and where you see your, your presence focusing on. Um, but, but then in retrospect, it, 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 it's, it's like, wow, well desired. And you're so glad I winded up being in that way in that, in that pattern. So I think that's the, that's the blessing, and that's the the, the 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 great thing about it. Sounds like of, of what um, have led you into your career into this this really you know key leadership role that that you've been focusing on, where you take the best of your experiences, you get to focus on people, talent, and developing the organization. And I guess along those lines, I'd love to hear uh, a little bit about what has your fixation to you today? Like what has your, you so captivated in health? Like what are some of the things that are going on, whether it's you know, developing some of the talents and the programs you're doing, but um, more specifically, tell me about the themes in healthcare that you're touching daily. And, and uh, you know, just what's, what has you captivated in health today? Yeah. Yeah, sure thing. I think at a high level, like I could break it down simply in, into maybe the, the biggest initiative that I'm working on in each of the client groups that, that I'm sure. able to support um, uh, or serve. Um, but I think that uh, let's talk recruiting within healthcare. Um, when, I, when I got here, we were a very traditional function with a mindset that was very traditional uh, with the post and pray type of methodology um, and, uh, you know, existing relationships with, with your your big national branded job boards that love to take six figures from you. And, and then you run out of your, you know, your allocated postings three fourths through the year, and then you got to re up your contract. And, and it just, you know, for me, it, it, it didn't work. And, and, and I was, but still so new to, to uh, um, you know, the recruiting space in healthcare to uh, it really took a, I'm going to say 18 months to really understand the dynamics and then also say, you know, we need to be a lot more strategic and analytics and metric driven as an organization. And, and that's where we, we really started focusing on people, process and technology. And, and long story short, we spent, I'm going to say since we're in year five now, the first three years were really about getting the right people uh, on the team, uh, getting the right technology uh, also in, in processes in place. But over the past, and really, so, so the first thing, it's like what's top of mind right now is, is uh, and I hate to be cliche and use the term digital transformation, mm -hmm. but I really think that, and, and you're out in the middle of it in Silicon Valley, but the, the uh, and we've got one of our partners out there in, in Alio, um, uh, but the, uh, uh, I think the digital transformation of recruiting, especially in healthcare and how competitive it is, uh, we continue to try to, to ask ourselves, how do we position ourselves to utilize the, the new and emerging technologies, especially artificial intelligence in the recruiting space, um, automation uh, of, uh, or automation, yeah, I think it's automation. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right term there, but, um, you know, how, how, to, how to automate, you know, a process where you need people that are highly credentialed, highly 
um, uh, trained, you know, certifications, this and that. But how might we create a process where the, the customer experience for interested candidates takes them like two minutes or less to apply for a position and schedule their own interview with a recruiter? And mm-hmm. so, so I think of in the recruiting space, it's really how do we take advantage of all the emerging and leading technologies, some of which really don't exist prevalently in the healthcare space. And that's, that's one, uh, one thing I loved about our partnership and uh, with, with Ali is uh, we were one of their you know, first healthcare uh, partners. And I think we learned from each other, um, which is a really great dynamic. But so the recruiting space is one and, and the, the digital transformation and, and how we execute that function. From a business partner standpoint, standpoint uh, that's the other aspect. And 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 again, looking at where, where Beacon was, um, we had a great team of, of people that uh, I think were very traditional in their in their mindset and their approach. And that's uh, and that was solid. But I'm I'm really trying to make sure that um, that we are better integrating uh, with the organization, the operations, uh, both operationally and clinically. Mm-hmm. To really understand the business better and and develop metrics and uh, and analytics that help um, help us get to that point where you know our value to the organization is aligning. Well, what are we working on that's aligning to what is most critical for each of the entities that our business partners support? So I think that what we've focused on uh, the last couple of years here is really um, developing the business acumen and the skill set. And, and also the strategic acumen of the HR business partner function. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're starting, you know, beginning to see some results out of how we approach uh, those roles and those positions. And then finally, the, the third piece is uh, our associate and leadership development piece. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so interesting to see. I, I've always said that the, the best leaders that I've engaged with at, uh, at, at Beacon, um, I would hold up. Uh, to any of the greatest leaders that I worked with um, at, at the big organizations, you know, the targets and whirlpools. But but the spread of talent from, from you know, top to bottom is so much greater, though, within the healthcare industry. And so it's the thing where uh, we, we've got great clinicians that might be a little bit more challenged on a leadership standpoint, but they're phenomenal people with great hearts. And, and sometimes, uh, I have to be mindful of is that we might have people that are 20, 25, 30 years in their career, and this is the first time in, in their career that they've been measured on their manager and leadership effectiveness, mm-hmm. or that they've seen you know trends in their engagement teams, um, or that we're doing you know th- widespread 360 assessments. And so, so we've really tried to again also be strategic in our approach to how we develop the organization and. and, and what you know? What competencies and what philosophies do we bring to the table? Um, and then ultimately, uh, that's kind of uh, what our Beacon Academy curriculum is developed around. And and then over the last year, Anthony, we've uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Sai uh, Wakeman. Um, uh, she's got the whole reality-based leadership philosophy right. and move. And and we've been an advocate. We've we've uh, visited Omaha and got. Uh, tr- and, trained, uh, um, you know, train the trainers, certifications, all this stuff. And so that's the other key critical piece uh, within the OD&E space that we're really trying to bring to the organization is a cultural change through the mindset of our leaders and, and how you lead uh, differently. Um, and, and really that, that uh, reality-based leadership philosophy uh, has been a, a pretty significant movement for us over the past year as well. 
Nice, nice. No, I, I love it. This is this is really great to see. I think the the demonstration of empathy and focus and, and you know pushing the envelope and leadership across the whole talent life cycle of what you've been focusing on. And so it's really exciting to see what you've been doing in this space. And I guess along those lines, um, all these programs, efforts, and focuses that, that you've been doing where you're at are probably setting yourself up for a really great future, a really great future that can serve as a model and an example for other health systems and other hospitals and providers, uh, and, and even even you know on the payer side, obviously anyone in healthcare can benefit from some of the best practices that you're doing right now. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about the future of, of healthcare. How do you view, where do you see healthcare going in what you're doing or even beyond what you're doing? Tell me a little bit about that optimistic uh, version of healthcare that uh, you, you would like to see come to fruition. Yeah, I, I think from from my perspective, and, and you know, for for your listeners, I think the one thing that that I'd like them to understand is the lens by which I'm going to answer your question is through, you know, how I serve the organization. But the one key thing that that I'd really like to see um, mm -hmm. our organization and, and the industry focus on is, and the one thing that I think Beacon's done a nice job at is. Um, you know, very patient-centered, you know, values, mission-driven, and those types of things. But, um, you know, when I first got here, the, the, I had a couple of leaders that really, really ingrained in, 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 my, uh, in my mind, you know, we keep the patient at the center. And I know that a lot of organizations say that. Um, and from a clinician's bedside, you know, practice uh, management standpoint, that's an easy thing to do. Um, but where I see a great opportunity and kind of maybe a, a legacy opportunity that I'd love to support uh, the organization with is ensuring that the person that is the furthest away from the patient experience um, doesn't believe that they are. Mm. And, and that, that to me is the eureka opportunity that I'd love to, to really drive through our corporate you know, service support functions. Uh, and then even all, you know all the different positions within you know the hospitals or the practices or whatever is 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 that unwavering um, awareness, knowledge, and support that no matter what your role, you are touching a patient somehow. And I really do think that um, I see that in a lot of uh, uh, organizations that are customer facing, whether it's healthcare or not. But the ones that seem to be just best in class and and, and really hit. You know, um, you know, not only their service measures, but their financials really well. They naturally integrate that across the culture, and uh, and and I think that that's a code that that I'd like to be able to, you know, help support and crack and and uh, and it just goes down to, to the littlest thing, and that is that uh, you know I always remind my recruiting team that you know when you've got a, a hiring manager that, that's calling you with a need. Um, you know, that's taken their, their mind off of, you know, patient care in some way, shape right. or form, whether it's right. supporting their team or, or rounding on the floor with, with the people that they need. It's, it's when you've got a leader that needs to take the time out of their day to, to connect with you with a need, uh, man, you got to make sure that, that that's a patient care opportunity for you because they're stepping away off the platform or off the floor or, or whatever it be. And we need to make sure that those needs are met quickly, swiftly, fast, whatever it be, so that they can focus on the whole reason of our existence. And, and I always, you know, remind my team and remind myself that, 
you know, I don't exist to, to recruit the best talent or to develop the best leaders. I still try to keep that mindset of, um, you know, I, I'm here every day to support, you know, the, the best patient experience that their customer and patient experience I possibly can. And, and I really think that that's where I'd love to see, um, you know, healthcare continue to evolve towards. I love it. I love it, Chad. No, I appreciate this vision that you're ushering in, you know, and you're demonstrating, you know, a lot of these principles and values. And it's great to hear. I can just see it and hear it, obviously, that the way that you inject these values into your, your programs, it really does make a difference. Um, and it, it's just it's just needed, right, in this, in this new healthcare environment that's moving super fast. And, you know, to set the tone for how environments and how we should look at leadership and talent in, in healthcare, you know, for the future. And so it's really fascinating, you know, the work that you're doing. And I'm really appreciative of a couple things. You know, one is uh, being on our show here, peeling off time to do this is, has been great. Uh, two, it was really great to hear the series of events that you went through, but, but the power of your origin story to set you, yourself up for the focus that you have today and obviously, your, your, your future of health and, and uh, you know, your vision of health in the future is just really exciting to hear. My, um, my very last question, Chad, I promise it's my last one, is uh, sure. what's a good way to connect with you if our listeners would like to engage with you on social media or directly? Uh, obviously, either of those don't have to occur, but I always want to give the opportunity um, you know, in case you'd like uh, to interact with our listeners in any form or fashion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, LinkedIn is probably the best way on, on that professional level. I I, uh, I kind of keep the uh, the Twitter handles in the uh, in the Facebook profile separate <laughs> on the professional life. And, uh, uh, so obviously, the LinkedIn piece is is a great opportunity. And uh, um, I always, uh, you know, um, welcome the opportunity to connect with folks. Um, I, I love the opportunity to hear what other people are focusing on. Um, how they integrate with things that we're focusing on as well. And, and, and more importantly, um, you know, how we can support each other uh, and, and learn from one another as well. So um, more than willing to connect with people that, uh, that might want to hear a little bit more and, and share their own story uh, as well. I love it. I love it. Well, Chad, again, this was great. Thank you for being on our show peeling all time to do this and obviously love to have you back as you work on more programs and projects um, and, 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 you know, lead, lead the change in charge, you know, when it comes to talent, OD and really just people, people helping people and enabling that process to occur, you know, even better at scale and just, you know, with, with really great empathy. And, and um, so this has been great, Chad. I really appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. My, my pleasure. Thanks uh, for the opportunity, Anthony. Thanks so much, Chad. Much appreciated. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks. All right.